and welcome back to Night Cheese. As always, I'm Steven. And I'm Tim. And you're in for a treat today. Um, we are actually recording this off the heels of our last episode where we discussed the Pixar film Onward. And um, tonight we are discussing um, something where we're still mm-hmm. tossing around names. Um, but for the time being, we're going to call this a, a episode a second slice. Um little cheese pun there for you guys. Um, so for those of you who have not been following us for a super long time, um, when we started this podcast in 2011, um, every fourth week or so, or every fourth episode, we'd try to deviate from our standard, um, our standard format and just pick a random topic to discuss. Mm-hmm. And the first time we ever did that, I think, I think it was the first one we ever did might've been, Either way, it was super early on, mm-hmm. but um, it, we discussed our favorite Pixar films or just Pixar in general. So um, at that time, there were probably half the number of Pixar films that there are now. I think there were maybe like eight or nine at that point, and now there's over 20. So um, what we've done tonight is uh, we are revisiting that topic since there are so many more to discuss. I think... Um, in the vein of our 10 years, you know, our, our nostalgic cash grab reunion will probably give <laughs> some, I think some, some briefer, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. fly by night reviews of some of these. They're almost all going to be overwhelmingly good, I would say. Um, and who knows, Tim, maybe you and I will find something that we don't agree on. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that. So, um, we'll, we'll find out. So what we've done, um, is we, we're using a tier maker here, uh, to discuss our, uh, how to, how we're going to sort out the picture. Yeah. So are we doing, um, now this they, is a dumb question. Are we doing, uh, all 22 or the second half? I can't remember. Um, I I'm down was for intending on, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm intending on going through all 22. Now that yeah, being said, some of these we have to be like, what else is there to say? Yeah. This isn't best here, you know, that kind of yeah, stuff. So yeah. some of these we'll go through pretty quickly. Maybe we'll spend a little more time on the latter half, uh, mm-hmm. say a few more things. And if we haven't seen it, then maybe we haven't seen it. But have you, is, yeah. are there? But there, you said there was one or two that you haven't seen, right? Only two, yeah. Okay, um, but they I belong to a franchise that are probably going to be at the bottom of the list anyways. Yeah, so. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be high ranking anyways. But. Yeah. So here's what we're doing. We have one, two, three, five tiers uh, that we're going to be be choosing from. So I'm going to bring a title up. Now, these these films are brought up at random. We're not going necessarily in order. Um, don't ask me why, because I don't feel like explaining it. <laughs> but um, this top, the top tier is what we're calling the best tier. Underneath that is what we're just going to call good. You know, not mm-hmm. the best, but still good. Uh, fine is underneath that. It's yeah. fine. The, you know, not inoffensive. Uh, and then our bottom two tiers, one is called don't bother, uh, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just don't waste your money on it. Yeah. Maybe if you get a free red box code or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then the last one is trash, which I think <laughs> will not be really heavily occupied by yeah, this yeah. conversation, but, mm-hmm. but you have to have, um, as Dean Pelton said on an episode of community, it's nice to know there's a roof on this thing. You know, you yeah. know, we, we have to, uh, a basement on this thing, which was, wait, wait, which is, is a lower basement on this thing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Ruined that quote. All right. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Just getting old. So without further ado, we will get started and I am pulling these movies at random. So we're not necessarily starting with toy story from 95. So, all right. For starters, uh, 
the first film, by the way, Tim and I are sharing a screen right now to, to, to go through this. So can, or, or, <laughs> we, and I didn't bother to ask him if everything worked out. Oh no, I, I can see it. Perfect. It's great. Yeah. No it, worries. Okay. Is, is it, is it big enough? Can you, can you see mm-hmm. the, do I need to zoom in at all? Oh uh, no, no, I can see it. Great. This is good. All right, cool. All right. So the first one we're going to be going with is finding Dory. Um, mm. Finding Dory was, I want to say 2016, 2015, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came out, follow up to Finding Nemo. Was it needed? I don't know. But yeah, um, what are your thoughts on Finding Dory, Tim? So I like I liked it, um, but I didn't. You know, and and this is one of those things. I don't know if it's because Finding Nemo, I, I just adored. It's because I just expect way more from Pixar. But yeah, it just yeah. didn't do a lot for me. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I liked it, but it just, it didn't, I don't know. It felt, it felt like a sequel. Like I felt, sure. I felt like the premise was somewhat interesting. I felt like it was a kind of an, an interesting idea to run with, but ah, yeah, I don't know. It just, I didn't love it. Yeah. You know, I, um, I enjoyed it mm-hmm. as well. You know, I went to see it. Um, last time when we talked about Onward, I mentioned emotional climaxes of films. Um, and a few episodes ago, I talked about the uh, place that you are in life when you see something, Mm -hmm. um, can really make a huge difference in the film. And this surprisingly enough is one of those films for me. Um, real quick, I'll try to give a little Sandridge family history lesson. We had been pursuing, um, the adoption of our two oldest children, Molly and Jude for about three years before they actually came home. And we were probably in the second year of that. And um, because it was probably about a year before we'd actually go to finalize the process. So maybe it was, the numbers don't matter right now, but it had been a long time. And um, the emotional climax of this movie, you know, is her trying to find her parents. And so she, you know, she ends up discovering that they had never stopped looking for her. at the moment, she thought they had forgotten about her because, you know, Dory's short-term memory loss and all that stuff. So, uh, anyway, you know, that, that moment alone yeah. keeps it, keeps it out of the bottom tiers for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even good. Yeah. So one thing I was going to say is that, um, if we were to put it somewhere, we can, we, we can then position them as you'd like sure. <laughs> within here. Um, as it goes. So yeah. anyway, and I will say another thing I appreciated was the, uh, the kind of, and this is what, when I, when I first found out there was going to be a sequel, I was really intrigued by was the, the dual meaning. So like not only her finding her family, but kind of almost like finding herself and finding her own sort of yeah. like, it's, I mean, maybe kind of like, like self, like empowerment. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I really, I really like that a lot. I really did appreciate that, but yeah, mm-hmm. still not, not finding Nemo at all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, not at all. Uh, the next randomly generated one is Toy Story 3. Um, Man, that's... Uh, for me, it's it's my favorite of all the Toy Story movies. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just um, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, that was one. It's almost kind of the, I wouldn't say the opposite of Finding Nori, but like when I heard it was coming out, I'm like, really? Okay, yep. well, I mean, I'll go see it. And then I saw it, and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> what they just went happened? there? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, totally went there. I yeah, I, Toy Story three. I mean, I was, 
to me, like even Toy Story, I, I loved all the Toy Story films. Um, and there were, you know, but ultimately, even though they're asking a lot of existential questions, they're still ultimately just toys, you know. But then right. to take it to the lengths of like they're in, they're heading toward this like this fiery ending where they're all going to you know together be yeah destroyed. I I just could not believe that it went there, but in a great way. Like I just I, I was just so yeah I was just so impressed. I'd say the last the I mean it's it's great all around, but yeah. the last thirty to forty five minutes that movie alone puts it in the top category yeah. for me. Absolutely, it's the best. Um. The next uh, next one we saw was the next one we have up here is up. Um, up will go in the best category, yes. and I will hear no argument. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Can I tell you? Can I have a quick little story about up? Please do, because I have one to share as well. So uh, up, I think it came out in two thousand nine. Uh, so my wife and I were living in Russia, and we we're um, uh, kind of with this team and. Um, one, there was one like team meeting. We had one like every month and they were trying to discuss like, Oh, what are some like movies? Like people, uh, like we were doing different get togethers and hangouts to, uh, and they're like, Hey, if we had like a movie night, what should we all do? And this is a very mixed crowd in the sense of like there were kids, there were adults. And, um, you know, that was the same, like the Hurt Locker kid. There are a lot of pretty good movies, but a lot of them were, you know, were more intense. And so I was trying to like sure. rack my brain and thinking of like something that everyone would love and. And I was like, oh, up, of course. That is like the best. That's perfect. And so I suggest that. And someone, uh, a woman, you know, who she had several kids, starts laughing and saying, oh, man, that movie was so dumb. That was the dumbest movie. And I was like mad. I mean, I didn't show it, but I was very mad. Yeah, I was like, well, she wasn't. It just, it was one of those moments where like I knew like, oh, something's off. Like, I don't judge people and I don't think less of people, but that was a moment where I was like, Oh, okay. Sometimes you need to judge. people." Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm going to, I'm think I'm going to think differently of you now. I just couldn't believe I was like, what are you talking? Do we see the same movie? But I remember being yeah. so aghast and I was like, I could have rec. I mean, I don't know. I just thought that was like a perfect recommendation for that group. Yeah. And the fact oh, that yeah. she, <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, well, my story about up, um, Anybody who's seen it, um, you know, it's become a meme at this point about the first 10 minutes of that film being what it is. My wife and I saw it in the theater the day it came out while we were on our honeymoon. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Talk about setting a tone. Oh, my goodness. For life together. Um, we've never, I mean, but still, that that film has stuck with us. Talk about, you know, sentimental touchstones and cultural mm-hmm. touchstones. So it's, it's, it was, um, no, it's wow. amazing. It's the best. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up is Ratatouille. That's, for me, it's got to go in the best. I mean, up with the best. I, I okay. adored Ratatouille. I don't know how if you feel the same way. I was going to say good, but. <laughs> You know, um, that's, but, but I mean, uh, the, here's the thing. I don't really have anything against it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's great. I will say it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me the entire time, mm-hmm. the way some of the other films, yeah. once we get to them and up did, mm-hmm. but I will say I'll need to watch that again sometime soon because, um, I still kind of carry with me my first feelings about it from the first time I saw it. But I do remember now seeing it again as a father and the idea 
about greatness is not determined based on your background, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and you know, the, the anyone can cook and what that really means. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 again, one of the best climaxes of all, it's a, a totally, you know, I'll say this might be this or a bug's life when we get to, it, it might be the most underrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Film, Cause it never gets talked about. Um, in, in the, uh, the climax to, with the food critic and that yeah. was just it's just gonna sound like i almost you know I, I there's several of these films where i was crying by the end ratatouille made me tear up like i was i was yeah. almost crying i mean it i just i and, and it's one of those i do probably need to rewatch. I, I haven't seen it in quite a while but um i just remember being so and maybe and this is gonna sound maybe this is one of those where i just didn't expect to be as affected by it you know i didn't expect much but sure i just it just it really that that whole what you just described based on that idea of like any you know anybody and, can do this and, and I've had sorry go ahead no 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 yeah just that idea what you said it was it just really resonated with me it just really hit me and um, I'm just thinking too about that whole scene like the setup to it I have not even really thought about it until now is that you know the idea that he feeds him ratatouille at the end and it transports back him back to when he was a broken and sad child and his mom made it for him. When the rat suggests that they make it, the first response is, well, that's a peasant's dish. Mm. And I've never even made that connection until now that like, you know, he made this, this elitist get in touch with his peasant roots. Mm -hmm. Um, and remembering because you know the you know this idea that anybody can cook means especially talking about you know you see it with the rat <laughs> um <laughs> with which is a bit fantastical but you know this idea that like it doesn't matter how poor or destitute of a background you come mm-hmm. from you can't rise to greatness and like that was something yeah. the critic did yeah and it's like he'd forgotten man Man, that that film's got levels. Yeah, <laughs> and it was one of those okay. two where like the the idea itself felt so. I mean, granted, it's Pixar. You know, they had a lot of kind of crazy ideas before this one, but it just felt so outlandish. But it worked so well. Like it, yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> Man, all right. Next up, along um, with up, I, I will not entertain any any <laughs> ill discussion. As yeah. uh, so a Wally um, from mm-hmm. 2008, that also goes in the best for me. Yep. Wally and up are interesting they're like a companion pieces for me they're like a double album yeah of they're like a double album of love for me um I, i'll tell you guys why um so i mentioned everybody that i saw up on the honeymoon well wally and eve were my groom's cake at my wedding um so we had a uh, uh my wife and i i think before we got engaged we went and saw it but like i mean it's just so beautiful a film from mm-hmm. beginning to end and like it's just amazing how how rich of a story they told with so little dialogue mm-hmm. yeah. you know and yeah. um i was actually thinking about wally today when i was trying to come up with things to say for this recording tonight and one thing that i really appreciate about this movie is real love will will kind of Wants to say force you, but it really compels you to deny your own needs or your mm-hmm. own, or maybe your own priorities, or put someone else's priorities above your own. Um, 
put someone else's need or well-being above your own. Uh, we see that play out with Wally and yeah. Eve, but even even in the slothful, lazy humans that are on the axiom, like eventually they, you know, the ones who started resisting and standing up for themselves literally had to get out of their chairs mm-hmm. and start helping one another, whether it's you know children or each other and stuff. And like, um, you know, the deepest love is always going to make you compromise serving yourself yeah. and make you put that aside. Yeah. Oh, man. Sake of someone else. Anyway, it's good stuff. All right, man. Yeah. Finding Nemo. Up top, we're we're just we're just we're just heavy hitters, man. Can back I, to back to back. I, I feel. Tell me, I'm sorry, I just threw it up, but go ahead. No, no, it was gonna be best. I was, I, but I feel kind of like, oh my goodness, we're there's so many best. I mean, I guess we're gonna get some not so great, but don't don't worry. There, the like, next, it, I, I will say the next four or five are not gonna be in this top okay. tier. Um, um, yeah, but Nemo. Yeah. Another one I cried. Yeah. I mean, it was it. Oh man, I watched Finding Nemo every day for a year and a half um, when I worked at a consumer electronics um, store um, when I lived still in Jackson and in Stranger Thingsville. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, cause we had Finding Nemo playing on that TV. Um, we tried to use it to sell TVs um, because <laughs> the visualizations and stuff, but yeah. man, it just got me every time. And I never got yeah. tired of it. Yeah. Like, I just never got tired. Um, but it's just such a oh, man, just, you know, the story of Marlon going after, you know, what? I, I, I kind of want to go, it's been years now since I've watched it and it kind of reminds me of, well, there are other films, but neither of these that I'm thinking, neither of the ones I'm thinking of are as good as finding Nemo, but you know, there are some films that lose their beauty because the culture has attached itself to like quotes from the movie mm-hmm. too much. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, just keep swimming, you know, whatever, or, 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 you know, all, all these great quotes and stuff that are from yeah. it. Just forget how good that movie really was. Yeah. Um, and um, also, in, in now that dad jokes are kind of in fashion, going back and seeing some of those moments with Marlon, like trying to tell his stupid mollusk joke over and over again was, was always one of my, fa- was one of the, even before I was married, like was one of the parts of the movie that cracked me up every time him just like the way they animated him starting to tell this joke and he's fumbling all over it. And you just slowly see the joy drain out of the, an, another character's face mm-hmm. as, as the joke is just dying right in front of him and he can't seem to tell the joke. Right. It's just too funny. I love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is the good dinosaur. Um. I. <laughs> it was. I mean, I'm gonna say it was fine, but I don't even think it belongs in the fine category. No, it I, might be a don't bother for I me. Think it's a, yeah, I'd say don't bother. Uh, the thing I, I will say visually, it was a really gorgeous film. But yeah. Pixar has been. I mean, a lot of these are gorgeous. I don't, I don't know if it, that makes it worth worth yeah. it worth it alone i don't i don't know i i yeah i was really disappointed yeah um i mean it's either a fine or it's a don't bother i don't think it's trash i really don't think yeah. it's trash it's it's really pretty and and stuff but it just it didn't grab me at all yeah. really i said I, I put it in don't bother okay i would say okay. there are better movies in it that would put fine I, yeah i i feel like it i don't regret watching it, but i i'm like okay i, I don't i, I didn't it need make, to watch it you know 
Yeah, it makes me want to look up like the year it came out and like what other animated films came out that year because yeah. I feel like it was really outclassed by its contemporaries that year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Next up is Toy Story 4. Um, other than Onward, I think this is actually the most recent Pixar release. Mm-hmm. Where did Toy Story... So I'm, I'm going to save my opinion for a second on this one. Oh, so gosh. You have... I, I'm going to let you lead us off on this one. Oh, oh man, this is this is going to be tough. Okay. I feel like we might disagree. I, Tim and I have not talked about this movie before. Well, we right have, now. yeah. I, and, you know, to be honest, I finally watched it maybe... I guess whenever it came on Disney Plus, like back in February or January. February? Okay. So actually, I saw it pretty recently. And I'll say the, a lot of the kind of the initial idea of the film, like sporky, like it's kind of frustrating, but kind of funny. It, it amused me, but I thought this idea of like what makes a toy, this sort of like, again, like this whole existential, these all, this line of questioning, you know, um, I kind of thought that was going to be the film. And I don't know if that would have bought, I don't know. But the way it pivot, I don't know. It, I would, I maybe would put it in fine. I don't know if it was. I don't know. It like there were some really great moments, but I felt like there were several characters that were totally unnecessary, despite being really funny. There were, you know, Buzz Lightyear's plot, his whole side plot was totally was just a complete waste. Many of the other characters were wasted just sitting around in the RV. Like it just did not feel like it felt like a. It should have just been called like woody or i don't know I, I don't feel like it was a toy story story yeah compared to the other films like i felt like that was more about friendship and even even the ending i thought it was i, I whether or not i agree with the ending i that's totally i'm that was an interesting idea but for me it's just the whole i don't know it just I, I don't feel like a lot of it really worked although in the film itself did have a lot of really really a lot of really interesting like thoughtful ideas but i don't feel like it really I don't know. I don't feel like I pulled it off. I don't know. I, I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. Yeah. Um, that was rambling, but (laughs) so, so you're, so you're saying fine for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably, probably fine. I don't know. Where where did, where do you land? I'm curious now. It, it, uh, you know, it feels like a don't bother for me. Ooh. Ooh. I like, Uh, okay. That's cool. It, uh, we, I mean, I saw it in the theaters. Um, I say almost a don't bother because it really feels unnecessary. Yeah. First of all, it's existing, which is ironic considering the whole plot around Forky. Um, yeah. And oh, yeah. Stuff. I said Sporky. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I think he was a spork. <laughs> he was. He? Yeah. Was yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was See, a I, don't even, I don't remember. Um, yeah. It's funny. The whole existential, like I'm, I'm trash. I should be thrown in the trash. I was like, well, this movie probably shouldn't exist either, to yeah. be honest, because <laughs> Three wrapped up wow. the series fine. Yeah. And it did. It felt like a DVD extra that was mm-hmm. like two hours long almost. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. you know, it would be fun as a side adventure or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I am going to get a little weirdly theological here. So brace yourself. I'm excited. Now. Uh, Let's do this. Since, yeah, so, uh, since I really got into these, um, Pixar films years and years ago. One thing I always loved about Toy Story was I thought it was a really interesting mirror image of man and God, like especially the first film where, you know, Woody's explanation to Buzz about who they are 
what their purpose is and stuff. They are, there's even a quote um, in the film that Woody makes to all the rest of the toys. He says, it doesn't matter how much we're played with. All that matters is that we're there for Andy when he needs us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we'll get to the, I imagine we'll have a pretty quick talk about Toy Story 1 when we get there because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. one of the best, of course. But, um, you know, Buzz believes he's an actual space ranger. You know, he has this delusion about his purpose in this self-inflated sense of self. Sorry, that's a little redundant, but <laughs> Woody realizes that his purpose is for someone else. It's for the the glory and the enjoyment of someone else, which is a very Christian idea, mm-hmm. honestly. And I, I don't think that that's necessarily what the filmmakers or storytellers were going for, but it is there. It is an idea that's there. And Woody maintains that idea the entire series um it shifts from andy to bonnie by the end of the third movie but that's because andy andy makes that move not Mm -hmm. woody you know yeah and so now he lives in a place where bonnie he's not bonnie's favorite toy because i mean you know he's a little boy's toy not a little girl's toy and yeah it's just not his purpose anymore i mean his purpose is still there though you know and so i really I know I'm speaking, thinking way too much about what's essentially a kid's movie, but <laughs> um, still the ideas are there. And, and I'm a big, um, I'm real big on consistency and motives and philosophies of characters. Um, so when they do something wildly out of character that isn't really explained or properly evolved in their yeah. character growth, then it just never sits well with me. Mm-hmm. And the idea of Woody staying behind at the end and not rejoining yeah. the rest of them, they tried, but yeah. it just never stuck with me. And like yeah. they were even hinting at that in the trailers. And I'm like, you better not. Um, so yeah. I remember leaving that being like, so kids, what'd you think? And they're like, Oh, it was cool. And everything. And I'm like, just shut up, Steven. Don't, nobody <laughs> needs to hear your opinions right now. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I just waited until my wife and I were alone. I'm like, I did not like that. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. um, I will I will concede it no, to be a fine. No, can I? Uh, I want to concede it to a don't bother. Did I? <laughs> did no, I convince no. you? Yeah, and also just the more the more we're talking, the more we're thinking about. Yeah, first of all, you know, it's after Toy Story three. That kind of is a mark on its own, but it could have been great. But there's a lot of interesting moments. But even like a lot of the characters they introduced, while they may be really funny and it's amusing, like are absolutely unnecessary, or they're they're necessary for one function of the plot like to be accomplished and right. it just it just felt very a lot of it just felt very forced and um yeah yeah, the, I'm, uh, yeah. and and you can't do anything about this but like i think what this is going to be really upsetting if he's actually still alive but don rickles died right uh yeah yeah I, so like i think he had point, died yeah. before this came out and he mm. was the voice of mr potato head yeah and jim varney had been dead for a long yeah. time and he was the slinky dog mm. um and so you know a lot of the main cast wasn't a lot of the main supporting cast was not there anymore yeah. and so it's just i don't know i just didn't you know i thought keanu the, the adding keanu reeves was it was topical um yeah. and it was it, i mean he was he was good keanu yeah, yeah. Was great. Mm-hmm. But, but it just yeah I think the only thing I really, really liked about that film, some of the sporadic, like, again, these would be like deleted scenes or like DVD extras, but some of the like short brief moments of Forky constantly trying to commit suicide. Like I feel weird. (laughs) 
I feel weird calling that funny. It doesn't seem okay mm-hmm. to say that, um, yeah. considering that's kind of what was happening. Yeah. Um, and then the um, the sort of redemptive arc of the quote-unquote villain of that film mm-hmm. um, yeah. was really just, I will say about the entire Toy Story saga is that they do a good job of their villains kind of being people who just don't have love in their life, yeah. um, either because it was taken mm-hmm. from them or it was never really given them. And I think that's yeah. a that's a really good portrayal. Not enough mm-hmm. to get it out of the don't bother, but still. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, next one, The Incredibles 2. Mm-hmm. I really? feel like Incredibles 2 is a good, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I definitely resonated with, I, I liked I liked their attempt at sort of making the role reversal from the first movie. Yeah. Uh, Elastic Girl kind of being out in the world and Mr. Incredible staying at home. I certainly resonated with the idea of dad trying to hold down the fort while mom was mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. Uh, someone, whoever, whoever wrote that story definitely did that with their kids. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I will say it's it's certainly for me is lesser than the first one. Yeah, um, definitely. But but yeah, I'm almost said it's fine. But I don't want to say it's fine because I don't mean it in the fine tier. But yeah, I do think it's good. If Finding Dory is good, then Elect Incredibles two is good for me. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I would I would put it somewhere. I'd probably put it up with good. I would put it between yeah somewhere around fine and good is is good by me. Okay. It was yeah. I it didn't. Yeah, man. It, I mean, I don't know if it could have lived up to the first. Um, but yeah, I I did like the flip, but sometimes I also felt like, oh, this it feels like a lot like the first one, and I was kind of hoping it would go off and do something different. And this yeah. is gonna sound really bad. I, I Jack Jack Jack's adorable and cute, but it felt like there were like several scenes where that only existed to kind of have fun. Not that it wasn't fun, but it felt there were a lot of things that happened that had nothing to do with anything else. Was <laughs> anything else, like, you know, in the we story? We need to get some Jack Jack time. Yeah, it's like almost like a mint, you know. Even though he's, you know, he's adorable and it's hilarious, but like, and and didn't I didn't need the plot for it at all. Yeah, and I, although I did, I mean, a lot of them I did like the whole raccoon thing. That was part hilarious. was fantastic. It was exactly so that's the thing. It was hilarious and I loved it, but also I was like, oh, this is just like slowing down the story, and it's almost like it felt like. Even though that was amazing, I don't know. Like my it was kids, kind of a long movie, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. For an animated film. Yeah, and I mean, I really enjoyed those parts too. But it just felt like, oh, they just—it's cute, so that's why it's in there, but not me. <laughs> but but it was really funny. Like I, I mean, I that one of my favorite parts of the film was just that part, laughing with my kids, like watching them yeah. laugh at that, you know. And so I did love that, but also I was like, oh, this is—it's great, but it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> So yeah, I'd, I'll put it up there with you, yeah. All right, uh, here we go. So next one is <laughs> Cars 2, which, if, don't correct me if I'm wrong, but you have not seen this one, Tim. Uh, yeah, right? I, I'm kind of a Pixar, like I really, my goal is to obviously see every Pixar, I don't know how I've still managed to not not see this one. All right, so. well, um, it's the reason why this tier exists. It's trash. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't even know. I'm looking at so where the way that we're arranging this, since none of you can see this, you're only listening to us. Um, is there like we put a picture of each movie poster by its category, and 
I don't even know why, but like Mater is all the way in the background of this movie poster, which he really should be front and center because that's what he was in the movie. Like Mm -hmm. Mater was the main (laughs) character of this movie basically. And like that is Cardinal sin number one. You know what? It's, it's kind of interesting that finding Dory and whatever they got wrong with cars too, they got right with finding Dory. I'd say like, it's just, um, you know, it's on paper. It seemed like an interesting story. Like, Lightning is going like on a world Grand Prix race, but there's all this spy stuff going on in the background. Mm -hmm. This sub, I would call it a subplot, but it really ends up being the main plot. And the actual racing is, is the sub, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, (laughs) uh, man, it's, it's rough. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, according to Pixar's standards, it is rough. Um, I'd say it's serviceable compared to your average DreamWorks film, but it's uh, unnecessary. Honestly, it's kind of like, um, hmm, nah, I ain't chasing that analogy. Um, <laughs> I will say you could lift Cars 2 right out of the franchise and you wouldn't mm-hmm. even notice. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, Cars 2... I'm sorry, guys, if you've seen it. And please, if you disagree with me, I can't wait to have that conversation with you. Reach out to me and, and we'll have that out. All right. Uh, next one is Monsters University. Did you ever see that one? The Monsters, Inc. sequel? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I did. How did you feel about that one? Um, you know, I, again, this is, gonna, this is kind of like a lot of, several of the, other than Toy Story, several of the other sequels where I felt like it just didn't live up to the first. And I don't know if that's why I didn't enjoy it. I would maybe... I feel bad. Put it like around fine, maybe. That's okay. No, I was gonna say fine too. And I know you were saying you felt weird criticizing or like getting this deep into, you know, Pixar. You know, since they're kids animated movies, but I feel like there's something about Pixar where they have this really great ability at at, at even in kids films. There's this gravitas. There's this weight to it. And there's a lot of yeah. even the kids don't realize it. And a lot of these idea, a lot of philosophical ideas. Just, I mean, it's it's. There's so much depth to these films, and I feel like Monsters, Inc. was one of those that maybe I didn't love initially when I first saw it, but the more I think about it, the more I, I really appreciate it. And Monsters Universe, I just didn't, yeah, it just didn't didn't do the same thing for me. Yeah, you know, there, there were certainly some memorable funny moments in there for me, mm-hmm. uh, which is why yeah. I'd say fine, because there's yeah. nothing that I don't like about it, but it's certainly just, there's a really clear distinction mm-hmm. between the best and the good in that. And, yeah. um with monsters university, like, um, I will say what, what intrigues me is, um, the relationship between Sully and Mike Wazowski in that movie yeah. versus Ian and Barley from onward. Cause they mm-hmm. both actually have, it's almost oh, yeah. the opposite side. It's the, op- I, I wouldn't have even thought about it uh, until <laughs> we talked about onward in the last episode, but they have the opposite problem in this movie where, mm. um, uh, Sully is overlooking Mike Wazowski because he's all cold and calculated and plant and, and like takes a real, um, intellectual approach to scaring basically. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sully's like, well, you just have raw talent and you just have to feel it, you know? Yeah. Um, but in an academic setting that does not work, yeah. you know? And, um, so you, you almost have the same competing ideologies in that movie, but it's, it takes a different perspective. Um, which actually I will say as far as prequels go and sequels to these, these big top, you know, your sort of old guard of Pixar properties. Mm -hmm. Um, 
this one I really enjoyed seeing more of in the sense that it kind of gave you more insight into how <laughs> this is so silly. We're talking about kids' movies, but, <laughs> but how how talented Mike's character really was, mm-hmm. you know, because you kind of take oh yeah you, you you take him for granted when you're introduced to him and Sully and Monsters mm-hmm. Inc. as this sort of you know, obnoxious kind of idiot, but you actually find that he's highly valuable. Yeah. Um, in that movie. And he had to really fight his way to get respect mm-hmm. for that, you know? So yeah. now you kind of see why he's a little bit arrogant. Yeah. Once you get around to monster thing. All right. Yeah, Inside yeah. out, man. Inside out is next. And, um, I, I I'm just moving her right onto the top. I don't know yeah. about you. Yeah. No, right. but up there. Yeah, for sure. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, I don't even know where to begin with it, but it's just fantastic. So first of all, what an idea. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. Oh man. Um, what an idea, what a, what a message. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and what a almost, I mean, maybe I'm going to saying too much here, but Mm-mm. or going too far, but like what a countercultural message, yeah. like, embracing sadness sadness is necessary yeah um in in our lives we do all we can to hide from sadness you know Mm -hmm. and um how needed sadness really is in order for us to have the healing that we really need Mm -hmm. um which is just great and like talk about emotional climaxes when (laughs) they finally and and whoever i don't know i I don't know off the top of my head who did the score to that movie but it's a really quiet kind of understated score Mm -hmm. the moments like when the emotional moments come up like in the very beginning when she's born and then like in that climactic moment when joy kind of lets sadness sort of take over and stuff Mm -hmm. i don't know who did that but like those little pieces of the score are just oh they're so good they're so subtle but they're amazing Mm -hmm. all right yeah Oh, Toy, Toy Story One. I mean, I feel like we have to put it at yeah. best, like like that's a rule or it, something. It, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm trying, I'm trying to be fair because there's a part of me that wants to drag it down to good, but I think it's just because it's been what? 95? Oh gosh, um, twenty five years. Yeah, it holds. I mean, yeah. it holds up. Yeah, first of all, the fact that it holds up for 25 years, but it is, it's become a part of cultural history mm-hmm. now. And so it's kind of hard to view it objectively now because it's just yeah. ingrained. Um, so, yeah. Um, Brave. Did you ever see Brave? I did. How do you feel about Brave? Now, this, I, I feel like I haven't seen it since I watched it, but I remember being, I, I wanted, I was really excited, the idea of like finally and like a, female protagonist main character yeah. and i i was really i feel like i remember being disappointed mm. so maybe i would give fine or good somewhere would, in there fine i would give brave yeah. a fine yeah um there was a little bit of <sighs> now i can't remember mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what other disney property i felt like something reminded me of this yeah. sort of like i'm gonna say something ugly to my mother <laughs> and regret it and kind of thing it was it was good, but um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't linger with me. Yeah. Um, but I will say I would almost knock it up to good just because the soundtrack, some lady covered a Mumford and Sons song, mm-hmm. uh, the in the closing credits mm-hmm. when she's riding her horse away. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the song though. 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> now I need to know what it is. I forgot that too. Learn me right. Uh, maybe I don't. Oh man, I didn't. I didn't don't realize learn. that was. I thought it was called something else, but that is the song they are credited. Okay. Um, singing. So mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Learn me right. Um. All right. Next on the list is the first cars, which is, I will say is also highly underrated because of how comparatively poorly received yeah. cars two and three were. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I, I wouldn't sleep on the first cars. You know, it's a lot more than than Mater. You know. Yeah, I agree. Man, where would I? I think I would put that up above Fine. Maybe good. Between Fine and good. Somewhere. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to. Re... Maybe Fine. Oh, that's um, that's tough. I would put it in a good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's um, despite how some people will just accuse it of being. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox's Doc Hollywood yeah. in animation form. Um, you know, it's um, Owen Wilson, I think, does a great job sort of possessing yeah. that character. Yeah. Um, that is true. Also, you know, this may have had something to do with the decline of Cars 2 and 3, mm-hmm. but um, uh, Paul Newman, man, as um, Doc yeah. Hudson, like, mm-hmm. man, yeah. you know, there is a. Um, a little bit of a foreshadowing into one of the next picks. It might actually be the next one on the list is um, when they're at the big race at the end. And one of the reasons Doc Hudson has been so bitter is because, you know, he was a former racer, he crashed and then he was just cast aside and he's just like, that's the business. That's how this industry works. So they're going to forget you one day. So Mm -hmm. just don't bother getting yourself attached to them. And when he comes out to coach him in the big race, the crowd slowly starts to recognize him again. And he realizes that the fans have never forgotten him. Um, Mm. and he realizes that he's, he's, he's still someone special to the people that were so special to him at one point. And, um, and the fear of being forgotten or being anonymous in the world Mm -hmm. only to be remembered is a, powerful narrative when yeah. done right i think even if it was just for a brief moment cars did that really well yeah and um i'm a little proud of myself for that segue because the next awesome. one is coco which awesome. is all about remembering um remembering people remembering your loved ones and your mm-hmm. legacy and i will t- i will say this um this came out in 2018 and wow. i would look back to 2018 as one of the sneakiest or was it 2017 hold on okay there was a six month period may have been the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018 or it might have been all of 2018 i don't remember i know it no it had to be i'm sorry everybody that i'm having this inner monologue <laughs> no words outside of my head <laughs> this all this all came to pass when Allison was in Uganda with Molly and Jude, and I was alone with went up with Rosemary and Solomon. Mm-hmm. So, I was taking them to see movies by myself, and she also was doing that in Uganda. And so sometimes mm-hmm. we would talk because we had seen the same movie in the same week, mm-hmm. and we would talk about that. Would be the things we talked about. And there and I know it was a six month period. I know this came out. I want to say this came out in November. Um, so it had to have been 2017. Okay, yeah, because it wasn't a yeah, it wasn't a November release. Um, because in a six-month period, Coco and Black Panther both came out into the theaters. Um, and both of them were so 
culturally rich, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and and such a such a vast change of scenery and like how it feels weird being a white guy saying this, but they felt so authentic mm-hmm. to the cultures they were presenting. Yeah. Um, and um, this one I really slept on. Speaking of Coco, we talked about Onward in the last episode. How you didn't really get a whole lot of an idea about what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't know hardly anything about Coco other than it being sort of a day of the dead thing. Um, um, and that was about it. And also kind of like what you said about onward in like in the first five minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I was so wrong. <laughs> Um, I thought I knew what was going on and I was like, Oh, the famous singer is really his grandfather. Mm -hmm. Uh, and find out the SC and I'm like, Whoa, (laughs) they really took a turn with all this. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, And the fact, you know, um, I think I, and we had talked about this like briefly before, but just talking about, um, that scene in cars and stuff that, in this, you know, in the afterlife in this world, if you're forgotten, then you're erased from. If you're forgotten in in the temporal world, you cease to exist in the eternal world, which is just terrifying. Mm. <laughs> um, it's a terrifying notion to me. Um, yeah. And so there's such a rush to uh, preserve things in memory, in their family yeah. and in their culture, and like not only on that level, but clearly. You know, his grandmother, who is, you know, the namesake of the movie, Coco, mm-hmm. clearly has something similar to Alzheimer's yeah. or something or dementia. And so getting her to remember things and then the song being called Remember Me, like just all of it. Yeah. Home run, man. So for me, Coco is among the best. I never yeah. would have thought before I saw it. But but that I think Coco even for me, even I don't know, I would say more than Inside Out. But that movie was a Pixar moment for me to be like, you know what? These guys can come in and knock my emotional lights out at any time they really at any time they really want to. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and I have thought they were past their prime and then they just showed up and they're like, nah, here's something for you. Yeah. And it was yeah. So it's it's um it's one of my long it's one of my favorites now. I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time at this point, but um, not a bad thing to say about it for me. Okay, man. Yeah, so good. So the next um, next entry is Cars Three. Sally, another one I have not seen. Ah. Now I will say this. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and move Cars Three up to fine. Okay. Um, so it, um, I don't know if I want to call it good. It might even be good to be honest, oh, wow. because it, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it is certainly not a best and it's not better than the first cars, but mm-hmm. it's way better than the second cars. It, um, it preserves the sort of, uh, um, environment of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like the actual, you know, it's about racing again, mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of, um, I jokingly said when I first saw the first trailer, like, Oh, it's like Rocky three, but with cars. Um, (laughs) but, uh, and at times it felt like it, but, um, but it really is. It's like lightning wrestling with his own shelf life. 
as a racer. Like, um, and he's seeing the industry change around him and can he really keep up with it? Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's about him trying to, um, battle between trying to maintain relevancy. Actually it's, you kind of see him almost having that same, get it. You, you, you get to witness the unseen struggle that doc Hudson had in lightning almost the struggle to maintain relevancy versus when's the time to let the next generation take hold. Mm. And, um, it's, um, and it, and, and the way that it plays out is actually really, Oh wow! I, it, 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 maybe it was predictable uh, to some people, but it—I I, was—I was taken by surprise because I, I thought Disney would be pretty formulaic with um, the way it ended and stuff. But mm-hmm. actually, I was like, "Oh, well, all right. That's uh, oh. it's pretty, yeah." So it was a, uh, it was it was good. Uh, oh, well, it was fine, I should say. <laughs> um, I really should have changed those words when we did this. Okay. Uh, next one I think might actually be kind of tough for me mm-hmm. on where to put it. It's uh, a bug's life. Um, mm-hmm. that was the second Pixar major Pixar yeah. movie ever made. Um, you know, I like a bug's life and I just never, you know, especially the first time around, I think when we were talking about mm-hmm. Pixar movies, you always want to be like, Oh yeah, toy story, find Nemo, the incredible. And like, you never bring up a bug's life, but yeah. also, if somebody wants to be like, well, what's wrong with a bug's life? I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I actually, I really like, really liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I struggle too. I feel like the more, I guess time goes by, the more I like it, the more I really appreciate it. I don't know. That's, I was say definitely and good for sure. But, oh yeah, absolutely. But it, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Good at a for, minimum for me. Yeah. For me, the debate is, is it, is it best? That is tough. Um, yeah. It, it has an interesting, you know, it would be interesting to go back and revisit in 2020 just for its like economical arguments and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, the notion of standing up against the grasshoppers and stuff. And it's like, once we recognize you, we like, we need you and you know, we need, or like yeah. you need us and you know, you need us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're actually more scared of us than we are of you. Yeah. Or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's revisiting at some point. Yeah, definitely. All right. We're, we only got four left, everybody. Thanks for uh, sticking <laughs> with us. Uh, the the first Incredibles film, um, I immediately want to jump it up to best. Yeah, I, I'm um, with you. you. Yeah, okay, great. I, I, so, I, the, you know, it's <laughs> it's funny. I don't know if it's my, it's, it's not, it's probably not my favorite Pixar film, but every time I watch it, I'm like, is this my favorite Pixar? Like <laughs> when I see it, it is probably my favorite. Like it is, but then I know you know, exactly what you mean. But then, I mean, there, I, I feel like there are a few that are better, but man, what a movie. It, it might be one of my favorite superhero movies. It is such a well-told story. And yeah. the, where they went as far as, you know, being a kid's film, but uh, just, you know, I'm there's some, and I know we probably talked about this in another, you know, previous night cheeses but there's so many scenes that i'm like oh my goodness they did that in a kid's film they yeah i feel like they they address like the danger that comes with being a superhero and supervillains, and um they do it so well like they don't talk down to the 
kid, to children. I, it, it was it was amazing. It's such a good movie. Yeah, the um, one of the common jokes that has a lot of truth in it mm-hmm. when reading articles about various Marvel properties for years, even before Disney bought Fox. Mm-hmm. was like, man, I can't wait till Marvel Studios or Disney and Marvel makes the Fantastic Four. And the first mm-hmm. comment would almost always be like, they already <laughs> did. It was called The Incredibles. The yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, ah, it's hard to argue with that. You know, um, even Frozone has a little bit of Silver Server action, you know, on top of that. So, um, but yeah, like the way there are, there are many threads yeah. That that film does so well on mm-hmm. the Pixar standard level, it's top notch. Um, on just the kids movie entertainment, it's top yeah. notch. As a superhero movie, it's top notch. And then as just a family movie, like yeah. a, as in not a yeah. family movie, not as in family friendly, but as a movie about family, like mm-hmm. it's so top notch. And like the way they even write the characters, like Violet and Dash, are both so well done and like mm-hmm. the the marriage aspect between Mr. and Mrs. Incredible and like her like broken hearted paranoia yeah. when he's out doing missions because mm-hmm. he thinks she thinks he's cheating on her yeah, and stuff like just yeah. oh man uh, all of that's all done yeah. so well and um and that moment um where he he thinks his family you know perished in the the plane yeah. crash I mean that uh, yeah Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and to even just at the end, like when they're arguing and he just, <laughs> he just breaks down. Like he's like, and, and that's such a, that's such a marital argument too, yeah. where she's like, what is it? This is it this. And he's like, he's trying to get the words out, but obviously he is not equipped to argue with her intellectually. And he's just trying to spit out the words. She's like, I'm just scared of losing you all. And uh, I can't, I can't do that. And like, it is yeah. that simple, you know? Yeah. Oh man, so good. Belongs in the best. Yeah. We'll stay there forever. Yep. Uh Monsters Inc. Yeah. Oh, one of our last three. So All how right. do you feel about Monsters Inc., Tim? Man, oh my goodness. So this for me, this is another one of those where it's like the debate between good and best. But I really feel like that the like last maybe ten, five, ten minutes of the film, for me, almost might put it up there with the best. I mean yeah, I, 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 I if there was some sort of purgatory between the bottom of the best and the top of good, <laughs> um, I would put it there. Yeah, um, because at the time I was routinely emotionally moved by this movie. I saw it more than I was still at Taco in Tacoa when it came out mm-hmm. um, in college, and uh, I saw it multiple times when mm-hmm. I was up there. Oh, um, nice. And it was uh, I think I saw that and remember the Titans like six times with the two of them when I was in college that year in 2001. Um, I remember even one of my professors talking about how great it was. And I'm like, do you even go to the movies? Um, and so, but it's, um, yeah, I'll put it at the bottom of the best. It's just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. There's so uh, really, you know, the, the chemistry between John Goodman and Billy Crystal. Yeah. Fantastic duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's overlooked sometimes too. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and, and honestly the, the comedy, the, um, <laughs> the comedic timing and the, and the, and the writing is really yeah. good too. Like, um, this is so 
and it may just speak to my I don't know how easy it is to make me laugh. Maybe I don't know, or how corny my sense of humor is. But like there's there's like a little sequence in the film when they're on the work floor and you know, they're trying to hide that, you know, the kid has escaped into the factory or something. Mm-hmm. And and they're arguing and then they're trying to pretend like they're not arguing and Billy Crystal's like, Well, we're writing a play and like how that's just a running gag and like <laughs> And he's just like, and and so they they stop the argument and they go to another part of the factory, and the argument starts up again. And then another person shows up. He's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And one of the workers, who is just a dumb worker, yeah. is just pushing a cart by. And he goes, "Oh, they're writing a play." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, it's just um, really mm-hmm. silly stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, I, I think it yeah it belongs in best. You know, I feel guilty sometimes because we've got let's see. Yeah. <laughs> we've got 10 movies in best oh, right now and there's two more to go um mm-hmm. so we'll we'll see um all right so our most recent entry uh into the the pixar versus uh onward and i mean it might be recency bias tim but i mean i'm uh, i'm almost willing to put it up among best at good at minimum yeah I, same I, here. I um yeah, where do you feel like it belongs i'm with you good at minimum but probably yeah, and again, I'm I'm kind of debating the same thing. Is it Reese? Is it just because we just saw it? I don't know, but I'd say let's go ahead and why not? Best. Yeah, in the words of Arrested Development, <laughs> just so we'll have it. Um, yeah, yeah. So that only leaves us with Toy Story two. Um, which honestly, I wouldn't call it a polarizing film, but there are yeah. some. It's interesting. I've heard some people say like that's the best Pixar movie there is. Some mm-hmm. people have said that's their favorite Toy Story movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I gotta say, well, no, Toy Story four exists now, so it's my third. Fa- it's my yeah. third favorite Toy Story two. Toy mm-hmm. Story two. Yeah. It's my third <laughs> favorite Toy Story film. Um, not that it's bad, but the t- I mean, the first three are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's 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 an easy third for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? I think so too. It's another one I'll watch and I'll be like, "Wow, this is is this my favorite toy?" It's, it's again, it's not my favorite Toy Story film, but um, I think I'm just always surprised at how good it is for like a sequel. Sure. And man, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. It's one of those again, not like the other few that we just definitely good, but it might. Yeah, I think it might be a best. I don't know. Oh, it's tough. But I remember this is one of those moments, and I was probably pretty young. I was probably early teens when it was coming. I remember seeing trailers for it, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be just a horrible sequel." I know, just expecting it to be this lame kind of sequel, just trying to cash in. And I remember being so surprised at how fantastic it was for Mm -hmm. for Toy Story. You know, for like a film like. Toy Story, I don't, you know, after seeing it, I don't know if it necessarily needed a sequel, you know, it kind of ended right on this great note. It was, but, um, I remember being really impressed with how, yeah, how they handled it. Yeah, I could see it. It, it can be a, it can be a best. It, it's kind of a good for me, but it's also <laughs> been a long time since I've seen it too. So, it's tough though. um, yeah, it is tough. And I mean, the fact that it can be looked at the way that it is, mm-hmm. um, for being a sequel because honestly if we put it up there in best it's other than toy story 3 mm-hmm. it's the only sequel that's up there yeah actually toy story are the only ones that have sequels that are up there mm-hmm. okay um so that. that speaks a lot to the franchise i guess mm-hmm. but um because there's let's see yeah one two 
let's see, three, four, five. There are six other sequels that Pixar has made, and none of them are in the top other than the Toy Story ones. So to recap, everybody, <laughs> um, thanks for listening um, to us. I, you know, I, honestly, we we. I, we didn't really necessarily, we, we kind of wanted to have this conversation anyways. Um, so this was not super calculated on our part to, uh, to produce and, and distribute. Um, but we may just do it anyways. So, um, anyway, to, to recap for those of you who have been, um, patient with us this entire time, I'll go from the, maybe I'll go from trash on the way up. <laughs> um, the only entry into our trash category was cars Two. Um, our don't bothers were the good dinosaur and toy story four. Uh, and so the rest of these films, if you have time to see them by all means, give it a shot if you haven't already or revisit them. Our movies that were fine were, uh, cars three monsters university and brave. Um, our good category was a bug's life finding Dory, the Incredibles two and the first cars. And then our best section, which is pretty top heavy. Um, but then again, so is, <laughs> Pixar. Yeah. Uh, we have what 12, 12 so almost half. Like half of their uh, half of their entries are are bests for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, up Finding Nemo, Wally, Toy Stories 1, 2 and 3, Ratatouille, Inside Out, Coco, The Incredibles, Monsters Inc and Onward. So, um you know, if uh, if if we actually end up distributing this episode, um let us know what you think give us your rankings tell us where yeah. we're wrong tell us where we are so right um <laughs> and uh you know offer up your opinions and if there's anything if we have any old listeners um long time listeners uh if you want to see us revisit something we've talked about in the past for another second slice please let us know yeah this was great so uh, yeah this well this was fun um we'll have to do this again for another topic sometime of course i have to go back and remember what we actually uh, did uh, in the past <laughs> so uh, and we can find out but thanks for joining us again uh, guys for a second slice of Pixar and um, until next time keep working on your night cheese you got a friend in me you got a friend in me you got a friend in me 